Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and a little bump on my forehead. Look at it all, my poor little bump. I mean, it's an audio, so you can't see the bump. You'll just have to imagine the bump. A martini shaken up. Welcome to Shake and Not Nerd, the official podcast brought to you by Incognito Comics. That's right, I'm getting the ad read out down on the way at the start of the gates, like a horse race. I'm your host, Duty, and today is a very special episode. It's the Ridge Tridge, but it's also the Three Amigos. Uh, it's the it's the original trilogy Hello. today. It's it's uh, joining me the a new hope to my return of the Jedi. That doesn't make sense. Is Tom? How are you, Tom? Hello, I am very well and very happy to be here and very grateful that Ian has decided to record this this week's episode because. His dancing to the Shake and Not Nerd uh, intro appeared like he was pleasuring two men at the same time. So uh, <laughs> I would like that to be shared. <laughs> if you could just uh, Photoshop some dicks in, that'd be great. And the man who's the Empire Strikes Back to Tom's A New Hope is the Stroking Johnson himself, Ian. That might be unique. Stroking Johnson. I mean, it works. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't sound particularly cool. <laughs> I should probably also explain what the bump on my forehead is for yep. those people who also heard the, the warning and are going, what? <laughs> I was trying to put the subframe back onto my Mini, um, which is also known as the chassis for those who are playing at home. It's what um, the kids are born these days. Yep. <laughs> the cool cats. And uh, it dropped and I was holding it with my head against the car for support. <laughs> so <laughs> you were using your head. You were- forehead and then pulled it down. So now I've got... This giant fucking bump and You've got a barcode. I'm like off-brand Harry Potter. <laughs> you have a barcode scratch on your head. <laughs> so hang on, you kind of cunt, please. You, you were using your head to hold up the chassis, where something like a phone book or, as the Simpsons have shown us, a wicker basket will be just fine. Uh, I was using a jack to hold it up, but I was also holding it because it's very heavy, and okay. I was supporting it with my head against the car. <laughs> oh, okay. And then it went. <laughs> now, how hard did your dad laugh when you came out from under the car with that? I just didn't say anything. I was like really manly like that. I was like, mm, yeah, I didn't feel nothing. And then like half an hour later, my parents looked at me and they're like, oh, yeah, you're fucked up. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. What about you, Tom? Any uh, stinging? Any weekly defects this week? Got <laughs> <sighs> a bit of a sore shoulder. How'd you do that? Well, no, I, hurt, I hurt my wrist yesterday, actually. I don't want to know. Stroking Johnsons. Uh, we're all recording video now. Uh, well, Ian's doing something special. Um, Tom is in a nice polo for those of you who don't want to watch Let's the video. Let's just see if it works. <laughs> I'm in a what? A nice polo. It looks like you're in a polo. It's a, pol- a hoodie. It's a, oh. a hoodie. It's a nice hoodie. That's a nice boulder. Anyway, to get out of this awkwardness. <laughs> Top 10 News Countdown. Number 10. 
First up for number 10, we have some controversy that has been coming out of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, So they are now under an internal investigation by Warner Media following numerous accounts of workplace problems. So there have been dozens of former uh, Ellen Show employees that have said the executive producers engage in rampant sexual misconduct and harassment as well as a BuzzFeed article coming out to say that the people on set have been extremely racist. Jeez. So, oh, interesting. Didn't Ellen wow. DeGeneres get I like a, heard a award? I had heard about the, um, she did. The president gave her an award, yeah. Yeah. Obama. Well, it's yeah. not her. Oh, it's, it's the, it's the you know, producers and it's stuff. The yeah. It's the production is what has been called out here. Oh, Oh, yeah. The articles that I had read and stories I'd heard was that it was basically directed at her and her behaviour of the way oh, that really? she liked to be treated. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't heard anything about the sexual misconduct or the racism either. So maybe that's a separate element now. So seems like there's more and more coming out, obviously. It's mm. like Ellen DeGeneres. But it's like, so apparently Warner Media have um, easy. approached a additional um like an outsource company to actually do the investigation it's just going to oh, be interesting agency, that's a good, yeah yeah but, well because it's gone to the top dog because they're um that's the parent company because i'm pretty sure the allen show is run by um warner brothers yeah it's in the media of course is the one above so it's actually gone to the parent company to do the investigation which is probably pretty, pretty serious big. yeah, yeah. Apparently, as well, no celebrities are sort of coming out of the woodwork to sort of help support because, like, a, a lot of celebrities would go on the Ellen Show to, you know, seem chummy and talk about their new movie or this or that. But, like, n- apparently, no celebrity has come out of anywhere to say, like, that's not what's happening. And so that's even more of a, a raised eyebrow. Normally, like, when something goes wrong or when something happens, you know, Chris uh, Hemsworth comes out and goes, nah, he's an all right dude, or something like that, but nothing's happening here with the Ellen Show. Time, time to, to move along to hopefully something brighter. Number nine. Number nine. We have not new trailers, but the announcement that new trailers will be coming, which is exciting. Who wants new trailers? Hey. Something to actually <laughs> report on rather than news about trailers coming out. That'll be nice. Uh, so we have the new Dune and Wonder Woman 1984 trailers will be debuting with the Inception 10th anniversary re-release next month, which will be nice to see. I mean, yeah. excited. I feel like I've seen so many trailers for Wonder Woman, though, that I'm sort of lost all the wonder about that woman. I don't think I ever really cared about that film. To be honest with I pushed the wrong button on my soundboard. I'm sorry. I was supposed to be, that's the joke. Yeah. I think it's this one. That's the joke. Yeah, sorry. That's what I wanted, people. Um, well, it's too late. You fucked it up. Now. <laughs> I, I've, goofed. Yeah. Um, I'm, they, they still need to explain how uh, Chris Pine is alive. Yeah. But not, not in the trailer, please. Uh, yeah, no. But yeah, because that, that'll give away everything. But I will say there have been some fantastic memes that have come out from the previous Wonder Woman 84 trailer where Wonder Woman's showing Chris around. He's like, this is art. This is art. Oh, is that art? No, that's a trash can. Where it's, they've put Ghostbusters 1 and 2. It's like, this is art. This is art. And then the trash can's replaced with the rebooted Ghostbusters. Like, is this art? No, that's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. And Ali's not here to defend it. (laughs) And Fuzzy's not here either. (laughs) 
<laughs> shit on it. <laughs> Just like they did. <laughs> Straight in the trash can. Um, but uh, we're going to get our first look at Dune or Dunk because um, we've only <laughs> seen photos. <clears throat> I, I'm sort of excited. Like I liked, what's the director's name? He did 2049. So I'm looking forward to seeing the cinematography in this. <clears throat> yes. He's now a Blade Runner fan. We got him. We, we got, got him. him. Yes. I really need that sound. Mission now complete. you understand why we're so hyped. Because after seeing 2049, the visuals are so amazing. And then you just take that and you go, now make dunk. And you're like, <laughs> You're stroking Johnsons. You're stroking Johnsons. Oh, man, Johnson. Roll the clip. <laughs> All right, move it along. Oh, no. Number eight. Uh, Number eight. Uh, Number eight. Uh, Number eight. Number eight. Uh, number eight. Throughout the week, or last week rather, uh, we had Comic-Con at home. Uh, and initial report says that it has failed to generate buzz. YouTube panels were averaging only about 15,000 viewers, which is marked as a it's 95% nothing. less engagement than previous years. Yeah, because yeah. people generally tend to want to, if they're watching on YouTube, they want to see something major revealed at a comic-con like a trailer or someone walking out on stage or something but i also do think it's towards the fact that i don't feel like they publicize it at all oh, i yeah. knew about it just we report on it yeah so true i maybe, would have had no idea maybe we could have had a panel maybe we could have gotten them an extra 15 views this is our panel ah yeah <laughs> there's a panel and there's a panel and there's a panel that's a panel. i don't know which direction i am on your screens you're in the middle. You're in the middle. Um, was there anything revealed at Stay at Home Comic Con? Because I know um, collectible companies like Sideshow Collectibles showed off the their new statues and the new hot toys coming out and all that sort of stuff like that. Was there anything else? Uh, well, we're in the news, so if there uh, is, it's later we, on. A lot of the Comic Con stuff we actually reported on last week. Oh, yeah. So so was, yeah, no wonder no one turned up for this. If there's nothing to, like, see, like, what's the point? The start of New Mutants. Like, like. Oh god! Exactly. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> There's nothing new. There's no nobody's going to tune in to see no trailers and no movie news and no celebrities. Like, hey everyone, join in for no reason. No reason. Just to get the crowd warmed up, we're going to have Gal Gadot and her celebrities sing f- Imagine again on this big hollow screen, <laughs> and you can sing along. Imagine being on mute. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. Netflix has released the first three minutes of Umbrella Academy season two. So you can watch the intro now on the YouTubes. Everybody watch it on the YouTubes. I wish I had a soundboard that... You haven't even seen season one yet. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've finished talking, sir. Belay that remark. Yeah. <laughs> Umbrella Academy. Okay. Well, season one was decent. Season one was pretty decent, but I don't know. It seems like season two, we haven't seen much of it, but I'm already like, eh. Maybe. It seems like the same thing. Yeah, there was. Yeah. They're, they're doing more, or Netflix has got two sort of comic book shows they've got umbrella academy and block and key so i don't know i'm, I'm getting a little superheroed out and the only thing that's working for me is the boys because it's very adult and very graphic and funny where i don't know umbrella academy just doesn't seem like it'd be like for me no season one was enjoyable i think after actually watching the boys or finishing the boys during the week as ian and i have i'm not sure whether he would agree, but the uh the boys is 
significantly better. Mm-hmm. I thought Umbrella Academy was good, but I reckon The Boys is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, The Boys is much, much better written. Um, and I was, I tried to read the comic for The Boys, struggled pretty hard because it's leaning into that trying really difficult to be edgy. Um, and then you watch the show and it's not trying to be that edgy. It just is has edgy. really well. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> Ooh, sharp. That's a sharp edge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really well written. Like, it balances the comedy with the serious really well. Whereas I was trying to read the comic, didn't get very far into it because I was just like, this is trying too hard. The chick blowing up the dude's head when she's getting eaten out is fucking hilarious. I laugh every time. I didn't find it funny. I found it hilarious. Uh, I'm a creep. Moving on. Number six. Now, I didn't put this up any higher because we did actually report on it last week as number one, but this time I am going to come in and confirm it that it has come out that Tenant will open internationally before it opens in the US. So they are going to start doing a staggered release depending on the markets. Cool. Wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, Australia will probably be one of the first ones then. We often are. are because of, yeah. Because, well, we never used to be, but we are now because now they do a global release at a time and we are in a great time zone. A couple of of movies we've actually gotten like a week before other countries. And then a couple of movies. A week ahead of everyone. Three three weeks after. John Wick 2. Yeah. John Wick 2 came out the cinemas here when it was out on DVD in the States. That's right. That's the one I was frustrating. Yeah. And then they were like, no, people don't like that. And John Wick 3 released at the same time. But. Tenant. What is the story of Tenant? Give me the story of Tenant without using the word Tenant. <laughs> tenant will open internationally. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about like going. It's. It, I don't understand what the story spy, of this is going to it's be. Got, it's got spy espionage. We know that, but it's got something about sort of time manipulation elements as well. But that's really all we know. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's. It's weird. It's like they go into a room where there's broken glass. It has Christopher Nolan's name on it, so... <laughs> I will right. pay to see it again. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I love that scarf-wearing fuck. Is that Christopher Nolan or is that uh, Batman? Batman's wearing a scarf in the trailers. Huh? Isn't Batman wearing a scarf, Robert Pattinson? Isn't he scarf boy? Isn't he wearing a oh, big scarf, scarf in the trailer? I, mean, I don't know whether he's wearing a scarf in the trailers, is he? Speaking of which, I watched The Lighthouse for the first time last night. Ooh. Oh, fucking terrible. I hated every minute of it. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was that bad, but I just sort of, I came out and I just went, I feel like that was weird for the sake of being weird. And I don't think yeah. there was anything clever in it. Not at all. Story didn't make much sense. It just wanted to be weird. And mermaid vagina for the sake of mermaid vagina. No, no, nobody asked for that. Mermaid vagina? <laughs> yes, mermaid vagina. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like The Touch of Water, that movie that won the Oscars. Anyway. There's a lot of Robert Pattinson slash Batman wanking. <laughs> there is. Stroking Johnson's? There's a lot of wanking. There's a lot <laughs> of wanking. <laughs> Number five. Sorry, Tom. Finish your sentence. Something about Stroking no, Johnson's. No, I was just going to say that the movie is rated uh, pretty much exclusively for wanking. It's rated... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, All right, number five. The way we watch Netflix is about to change, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to start being able to binge watch series in a hurry. We are going to get faster and slower playback settings 
in Netflix. That's right. 1.25 speed for all of our streaming pleasure. Watch mm. series super quick. No, I'm good. I'm real good. They, they were talking about this a while ago, and quite a few directors um, came out really against it because they obviously develop the shows, movies, whatever, to be at a certain pace. Everything's about pacing. And if you play it in fast forward, pacing's fucked. You can now watch a Scorsese film in three hours rather than eight. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> I'm actually hopeful for that. Yeah, exactly. Watching a Scorsese film in fast forward. Because even the dialogue in his films is slow. <laughs> I have to deliberately keep that pause in. Slow. Jimmy Hoffa got killed by the Robert De Niro. I mean, I'm I, I don't really care for for speeds. I know people listen to podcasts on um higher speeds as well, so they can fly through their catalogue quicker. It was good for uni. Because I used to be able to watch <laughs> educational things or lectures at fast speed. That's what I liked. Must absorb information <laughs> faster. <laughs> I mean, I guess it'll work if, if for whatever reason we're reviewing something that's on Netflix. And it's like, oh shit, it's Saturday night. Oh, oh, I need to watch a season of something. Ooh. <laughs> I imagine people doing that. And then they just walk into the next room to like their partners and they just go, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Show me. Show me. Number four. I always forget that bit at the end. <laughs> uh, the Emmy nominations are in. The uh, and the Watchmen series is leading the nominations with 26. Well done. Wow. 26, damn. That's a lot. So I have... A little uh, little subset of things here that I can go through if you if you're curious what's in the nominations here. I'm curious. So if we look I'm at five speed. if we look at outstanding drama series, we have a series like Better Call Saul, <laughs> The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale. Better Call Saul, yeah, I'm there for that. Two point five speed. Two point five speed. Yeah, two point five speed. Go top. Outstanding <laughs> comedy series. Curb your enthusiasm. Death, dead to me. Insecure. The king. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, re- not reverse. Forward. Yeah, no. Of course, there's 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 been a lot of a lot a lot of nominees here. If I went through all of them, there would be so many. Uh, a lot of these series I have not seen. I think we've got. I know Ozark is in here a couple of times. I know Ollie has spoken pretty highly about that one. Like Killing Eve's in here. Better Call Saul's in here for a couple of things. Woo. Actually, Killing Eve's in here a lot. Yeah. Apparently, Killing Eve's really good. I've been meaning to get around to that. Hmm. Yeah, I've mm. heard good things. I mean, it's Handmaid written Thai. by, yeah, Phoebe Waller. Phoebe Waller? Yeah, she's very... She she voices the robot in Solo. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo. L3. Uh, wait, is it Solo? Now I'm getting confused. Yes, it is Solo. Yeah, L3. She voices her. And um, she also wrote Fleabag and... Etc. She's very well known now. She assisted writing the new James Bond film. Ooh. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, there's some of the useless knowledge I've absorbed at 1.5 speed. (laughs) I got up in the morning and made myself a piece of toast. I sent the toast to this number three. Medium brown. All right, continuing on from the award nominations, we have the award winners because, of course, we did have the BAFTAs. Uh, awards, everybody! So get ready. The following people, received the other, other received awards. One point five speed. 
Nice always. Uh, oh, I stepped out of real quick. Yeah, say Zellwigger with 1.5 speed. It's probably going to sound the same. Uh, yeah, Renee Zellwigger, best actress for Judy, Brad Pitt, best supporting actor in Once Upon a Time. Uh, Parasite is the best foreign film. We have Joaquin Phoenix as the best actor in Joker. Uh, then we also have Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. Um, a couple of other, well, obviously, lots of other ones in here. We had, um, what's his name from Chernobyl getting Best Actor in a television series. Uh, Jared Harris is the name I was looking for. And obviously a plethora of uh, other other awards there. It feels like all of these shows and movies whatnot happened so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And a Once land upon before a time. It feels like a long time ago. Well, it's set in the seventies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Uh, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, and best film got was ni- uh, nineteen seventeen. I'm not sure whether I said that. Ooh. I still haven't seen that. I should probably watch that. I haven't seen it either. I'm pretty sure it's on Prime. Prime. I mean, Ian has Prime what, now. What? So yeah. I. Number two. Yes, Abe? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. We have Netflix has announced The Witcher Blood Origin, a limited series that is a prequel to The Witcher show that we got. It is set 1,200 years before The Witcher begins um, and we'll have lots of things going on. Lots I mean, of things going on. <laughs> the, the person who knows the most about The Witcher is here. Ian, what do you know about The Witcher? That's not, um, you know, Geralt and stuff. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I believe it's um, it's because of the time when Geralt is around, there's, like, not many witches left. So I think they're do- trying to do an origin story where there's more witches around and the actual blood trials are still happening, which is where they're turning kids into witches. Okay. I'm guessing that's where the blood comes from. Apparently, it does. It'll follow the story of the first Witcher. Oh, very Vesemir, the first oh. Witcher. But I think, yeah, at that point in time, there was like a lot happening with elves and magic and stuff. So a um, lot different to the Witcher world that we know. I'm picturing it's it very, like, um, yeah. I'm picturing it like the prequels for Star Wars. There's lots of Jedi now. There's like three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> very similar in that regard. But it's. It's very risky. I mean, they've only done one season and it kind of got okay claim from people. Some people really liked it. Some people didn't. So it's very risky to be like, we're making a season two and a prequel now. Yeah, doubling down. I think people are just missing their fantasy. I mean, yeah. They're trying to get in before the Lord of the Rings Amazon show comes out. Number one, AMC has struck a historic deal with Universal, which will be shortening the number of days a, cin- a film needs to be in cinemas before it can go to digital platforms. So as it currently stands, normally a, a movie needs to be in cinemas for 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be changing that to 17. What? Wow. 17 days, it has yeah. to be... So if it's, if it's flopping hard like Hellboy last year, then they can just pull it after 17 days. That's the intention. So the the way that it's sort of looking is that 
big releases will probably remain in cinemas for the 90-day run. Yeah. And then once the 90-day run is, then they'll be able to come on to digital platforms. Um, but now it means any smaller movie or anything that they don't expect it, all they need to do is stay in cinemas for three consecutive uh, weekends and then they can pull it from the cinema and put it onto um, digital platforms. Right. And apparently there's some arrangement where uh, AMC will get revenue of some description from these. Uh, from the streaming platforms? Yeah. And there's also a minimum requirement that the uh, uh, movies that come out after 17 days have to be sort of like a premium tier rental. So it has to cost a certain amount of money. Oh, right. So if the next Jurassic Park film flat bombs, then they can put it onto streaming services 17 days later, but still charge 20 bucks to to rent it, to watch it or something like that. And then the revenue from that charge will then go to AMC. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's what it... Sounds like, at least from what I have been reading, sounds like headline. Sounds like Universal's getting ready for some shit films. Then, <laughs> well, it's just it's, it's just interesting that they're able to strike this deal, especially considering how um, they were at each other's throats what a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Was it Universal or was it someone else? I, well, I can't I can't recall. But yeah, was it, it another? Was tro- it was Universal because it was Trolls. That's it. Yeah, everyone remembers Trolls. Um, <laughs> But yeah, un- trolls. Universal, I think, does a lot of Blumhouse pictures as well. So I think it's going to work in both AMC and Universal's favour because they'll have the... There was a, a film that came out just before we went to lockdown, Fantasy Island or whatever it was called. It was one of those Blumhouse horror films where your fantasies start to haunt you and all that yeah. sort of shit. Um, apparently, it wasn't a good film. It was in the cinemas for as long as it should be where with uh, this arrangement probably won't come to Australia because it's AMC and we don't have AMC here. But the whole thing of, yeah, if it's a... Blumhouse horror film we could stay in there for 17 days and then go on to streaming services which makes sense because a lot of people at least now for me I'm watching a lot of horror films at home because I can't go outside anyways but I'm watching a lot of horror films I think it's just you know changing times people are used to watching more and more content from home and there are still people that go to the cinemas and want to go to the cinemas but people want to see things sooner so it's not unexpected it's not a bad deal though I mean it makes sense Mm. many regards 100%. Mm, mm. Well, Tom, thank you. You've done, again, a fantastic job with the news and a fantastic job with your beard. If you want to see your beard and Ian's barcode, (laughs) um, but there's a place to see it. We'll let you know when it's it's ready. News news complete. Say the line. (laughs) News complete. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, guys, uh, I've already said it at the start of the, uh, the warning. You already know that we're brought to you by Incognito Comics, uh, located at 32B Bigner Road and Rabbit. Now, if you're not in Victoria or if you can't leave your house because of lockdowns and all that sort of stuff like that, you can go onto their website, www.incognitocomics.com.au, where you'll be able to find their entire range, back catalogue, new issues, everything on their website. Now, the cool thing is as well, if you are uh, uh, starting to read books, if you like to read books, if you're a heavy, avid reader and you want someone to sort of discuss the books alongside with you, uh, if you're reading you know, last week's issue of Year Zero, issue three, I think it was, that came out. You can listen to Some Like It Slabbed, which is uh, Incognito's podcast as well, where they review weekly comic books. Uh, and they're actually, they're back into full swing now. They're up to date with all of the new books. Um, so they're no longer a week behind or a couple of months behind when the shipments just sort of stopped and all these issues went along. Um, so they're now up to date. They've gotten some new DC stuff in. The Joker War has started. That is apparently going to be some massive DC Joker War, it would seem. Um, but uh, if you want to find out more, 
about what is the Joker War, who wrote it, is it any good, you can find it at Some Like It Slabbed. Uh, the links to the podcast will be on their website, but I'll put it in the links description below if anyone wants to take a look. Uh, but it's incognitocomics.com.au for all of your weekly reads and also weekly listens. And what's the theme this week? Uh, this theme of this week, this weekly theme, uh-huh, is... <laughs> Movie, movie worlds, movie universes—the world in which movies take place. Yes, and we're talking the best ones. We're talking the worst ones, and we're talking the best and the worst ones, and nothing in between. That you take the, the good, you take the bad, and we're going to talk. Didn't we do that for an episode where Ian just kept singing, "You take the good, you take the bad"? Uh yeah, we did. I don't remember what episode. Take the good, you take the bad, you take the... The facts of life. It was the facts of life episode. The facts of life. The facts of life. The facts of life. Well, look, Ian, seeing as uh, you thought of the theme this week, and it is a good theme as well, good topic, uh, would you like to kick it off with either your your first bad or your first Should we good? start with the best ones again? Yeah, everyone always wants to know what the worst ones are. Let's go with the best and then we'll move on to the worst, sure. All right. My number three... Yes. Best... Movie, world, universal, world of universes. Is it a universal film? (laughs) (laughs) Would have worked really well if it was. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Right out of the gates. Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have to put Star Wars in here, and I'm sure that we all have Star Wars in some way or form in our list. But the reason I put it in there is because it is the perfect example of creating a memorable universe to set your characters, your story, your everything in. It takes things that you know and people already knew with sci-fi elements that took basically Star Trek and it made it into something that was much more exciting. Um, And they took, obviously, we know people who are nerds of Star Wars know they took elements of Westerns as well and just went, "Eh," and shoved them together. And then you get some sort of religious cult film. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. It's a it's a universe you can set your time to. True, hands down. Mm. No, it's a it, it, it is a great one. It is one that I that I did have on a list here, um, and I think it's actually a phenomenal universe. I would have put it as my number one, but I I selected six here that I was just like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say these. So I'm going to say my seventh, eighth, and ninth best universe. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have put Star Wars as my number one. I may or may not look like we a douchebag. <laughs> Star, Star Wars would have been my number one um, because I think just the universe is ever-expanding. It's sort of limitless and every sort of corner of it is interesting. Going back through, even if you look at the books that it's sort of encouraged or the video games, there's so much lore, there's so much interesting stuff, whether or not you're looking at the legends which Disney wrote off um, or the new Disney canon, it's just such a deep delving world yeah. and you can get lost in Wikipedia pages reading about everything because Tom Wikipedia doesn't read books. You read enough Wikipedia pages to fill a normal book. Yeah, pretty much. My <laughs> knowledge of Lord of the Rings, which can get quite deep on some things, is purely from Wikipedia. I haven't read the books. Have you read The Cimmerillion? I read the first two pages and went, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that will be fine. <laughs> uh, well, well, actually, go on, Tom. Sorry, go. Yeah, I was going to say, go for it. It's your turn. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Me. 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 You. Me. <laughs> All right. So uh, 
What I will say here is, as I have already said, I have probably six films that go ahead of these three, um, and I will probably list them out at the end, but I sort of just went, uh, I feel like these are all too easy. Uh, so what I have done is I will start with number nine, and the number nine best universe or one that I found interesting or one that I want to delve into a little bit deeper is the one in Pan's Labyrinth. So mm-hmm. this is a very twisted, very interesting film that has obviously uh, a fawn like we've never seen a fawn before. Uh, this ain't Narnia, bitches. And obviously <laughs> very... Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say, if, if you saw the fawn from this movie in Narnia, you'd go through the wardrobe and then be like, get me the fuck out! I, I've 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 heard of the film. I have not seen the film. I think I know that there's a character with eyes in the middle of his hands. Yes, and that character is uh, nightmare fuel, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Imagine wanking being that guy. Get pink eye every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, sorry, Tom. I, back to I, your I nightmare fuel. Hmm? Back to your nightmare fuel. Uh, I, I I do think it is very. It's a very good film, and it's just interesting. If you you haven't seen it, definitely worth a watch as well, of course. Del Toro. Try to. I think it's one of those movies you have to be in the the mood for, right? Because it's got subtitles, and if you're not in the mood for reading, you do. I meant to watch this for probably about five or six years before I actually watched it, because every time I went to watch it, I went, yeah, but it's in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Tom doesn't like Spain. I personally love their churros. For my, uh, it's at the bottom of my list, but it's still on my list. Uh, for good movie universes or movie worlds, of course, I'm not going to go past the MCU. Um, it's a fantastic sort of, it's probably, it's well, it really is sort of the first movie universe that started off as an independent film with Iron Man being a, a low-budget independent film and then growing with Captain yeah, America. I Thor. know people like to say it's independent film. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not really. It's Had a not small loan, of hundred million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> most of which goes to Robert Downey Jr. Um, it's it's uh, it's a fantastic universe that sort of if you're a, an Easter egg whore, it's it's full of it. Sort of, you know, when you watch the first Thor film, the Eye of Agamotto is in there, the a fake Infinity Gauntlet is in there. There's all the sort of shit that's inside the. Uh... <laughs> what are you doing, Ed? There's loads of Easter eggs uh, and references to other characters. Like I think it's the first um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where they referenced Doctor Strange. And then from there, they just went, all right, well, we've referenced Doctor Strange. Let's try making Doctor Strange fit into this universe somehow. Um, it also has problems with it. That's why it's on the on the bottom of my list, but it's still a, a fantastic movie universe that doesn't really contradict itself in, in ways that I can think of, um, where other universes on my other list heavily contradict itself. That's- it's, it's, um, it's made its way under my honourable mentions as well, and I think it's mostly because it was the first one to ever attempt something like this where it's making separate movies that all intersect but aren't necessarily sequels, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. First one to do this universe thing. It's very good. And then DC tried to do it, and... Ian, it's your turn again. (laughs) (laughs) Pain. All right, my number two pick is one that we haven't got 
many things from this universe, but the reason I picked it is because it's a really deep universe. There's a lot of elements there that you can pick out and it feels like it could be a real actual livable world in Hmm. just the way it's been put together. And that is the Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. (laughs) What the fuck is that? It's just to be some sort of... (laughs) Roaring coming from the house. I think my house is falling apart. (laughs) If you can hear that noise in the background, that's Ian's house saying, Get out! (laughs) Get out of the house! Uh, I was watching um, it this week. Um, Blade Runner, but that's yeah. also tied into the Alien universe as well. Uh, only if you, you know, believe that Ridley Scott is the king of universes. No, he's not. Which, but it, they change. they make references to um, Wayland Utani in it, don't they? No, uh, not really. really. Uh, they make references to certain things. I think in the Aliens movie. I don't think it goes the other way around. I don't know. People say that they're interconnected, and you can if you want to, but. Really take Blade Runner as its own universe, its own world, because right. that is self-encapsulating. The world makes sense. That you've got characters that have motives, that have a world that makes sense in why it's doing what it's doing, and it's really interesting in every regard. It's the reason I picked it is because it seems like, unlike a lot of other movies that are superficially a world, this one seems like it's a real world. It's got, you know, an economy system. It's got languages. It's got um, reasoning for what the way that it is, how it is. It's, I, you, you did say it's a, it feels like a livable universe. And why I get, I understand that, that take. I don't think I would survive in this universe. It doesn't feel like a friendly universe, but it does feel like in a... It's definitely not a friendly universe. No, but it's a it's a lived-in sure. universe. You you feel like it's actually alive rather than it just being like a... You don't necessarily get that vibe from, say, the first Alien film because it's isolated in a space station where this, you get different landmarks, different, uh, different icons and different locations. Um, like a noodle market in the rain that's... That's one of the only things I remember about that first film. I probably should go back and watch it. Any movies with prostitutes, it's a real world. That's how you measure its realness. <laughs> Through its prostitutes. Prostitution. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is also a, a, a universe that at first I was, nah, I'm not really interested in it. And now Ian's watched, forced me to watch 24-9 and I'm like, yeah, it's actually pretty cute. Um, it so. is very cool. I, just, I, I don't understand why you didn't want to watch it. It's just so rich. It's so rich. It's it does nougaty. It looks fantastic in 4K. Those colours. How's uh, your butthole? So my next one that I have on my list here was District 9. Now, the reason why I put this one in is because the way that they were able to take the story of um, aliens visiting the planet and morphing that into a world or into a story where it's sort of more about prejudice and discrimination... Um, and doing it in a very realistic take. Mm. I think this film is very good at establishing the world that it is in. And that's why it's one of the sort of one of the better ones because it actually feels real. It's believable. It's the way that people have behaved in the past for things. And it's the way that you probably would expect this to look if this scenario happened. Um, and I think um, Neil Blomkamp, 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 Blomus. Blomacomper. Neil Blomus. Blomacomper. Neil. Uh, yeah. 
I, th- I, I, th- I think he just did a really good job in um, building a world in this film. I have, uh, I have this on Blu-ray. I have not watched it yet. Uh, but I've heard very good things about this film, not very good things about his other films like Chappie. But apparently he's doing a Robocop re- reboot or sequel as well. Chappie's shit. Asylum is all right. I didn't even really like Asylum to be honest. I think District Nine is all right. Yeah, yeah. District Nine is definitely the only one that's probably worth watching, and even then, it's kind of low budget to make it seems like it's a bigger budget. I don't know how the CGI holds up now because at the time it wasn't even that great. But mm. like Tom said that the way that it builds its universe is on top of how we know people react to things. So if aliens came to Earth, it automatically puts it in a believable category because the way that humans have reacted to it makes sense. Uh, well, look, going on to my uh, number two for greatest movie universes, there's been three good films, or three fantastic films, and three good films if it's only the extended versions. Um, and I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings. Sorry if I took one of Tom's picks. Um, but I'm. Uh, it's, it's a fantasy universe that is ten times better than... Anything the Harry Potter universe can produce. I'm sorry, Harry Potter fans. Yes, it's a cool universe and you shoot spells out of wands, but we got fucking swords and we got fucking oryx and we got trees that walk and step on cunts. Um, we also have a dragon hey, that Harry is... Harry Potter also has a lot of those things, but Harry you, Potter came second. So. Name, a, name a tree that steps on someone in Harry Potter. Not the Whomping Willow. He doesn't step. He just <laughs> he just swings from side to side. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, but the wizard, the wizards in Harry in uh, Lord of the Rings are a lot cooler than the wizards in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're like angels or something, aren't they? They're like they're not human. They're something, something else. Yeah, I think it's Maya. Yeah, because you know, I, I, you're the, you've read thousands upon thousands of Wikipedia pages and tempted to read the Cimmerillion. Tom, what is a Gandalf? No, but they, they are. They're, they're they're essentially angels. They're from another plane of existence and sent down. I'm pretty sure Sauron. Is the same. I thought he was like an Gandalf, elf. The same race as Gandalf. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's of course, got the Lord of the Rings films that are fantastic. The extended versions even make them better. Um, if you want to watch four and a half hours of a movie, well, that's completely fine. Um, the Hobbit films, look, a lot of people flack the Hobbit films because they're too long. Uh, you, you made three films out of a, the kids, you know, more just like 200-page book or something like that. Um, the extended Hobbits actually aren't that bad i actually quite like the extended versions of it yes it extends it for the sake of making a short book even longer but it fills some of the gaps uh and sort of just does some more explaining you get some more time with gandalf what he's doing when he buggers off away from uh the dwarves and and bilbo um and it's it's kind of cool in world building as well which is which is why it's on my list of you know the stuff that radagast uses in the hobbit is what uh, dumbledore you dumbledore fuck and how gandalf yeah. uses in in lord of the rings it's the same stuff um and you see sort of his original stuff get you know turned into cinders and blown up you also get to sort of see the the sort of the deviation of Saruman going from Saruman the White, the good guy, to turning into evil. And you get that little bit of a hint in that in one of the films as well. Um, and I, I think it's a great universe where not only is it just a, like Ian's previously said, it's a livable universe, but each different section of Middle Earth is like its own sort of country where, you know, Hobbiton is all homely and friendly and stuff like that, where uh, the elves are all 
vegans and all that sort of stuff like that. And, you know, the middle of, you know, between sort of two mountain passes is Rohan, where it's just fucking horse lords, where it's essentially just a bunch of biker cunts on their, on their living bikes. Um, it's, it's all these different landmarks and different areas in Middle Earth that just give it a different region and actually make it feel alive as well, where you don't, where like Star Wars would do it as a, each, it's a different planet where this is doing it's no you can yeah you can go from Hobbiton you know have an awesome fucking meal and then get on a horse and go to fucking Rohan or you know go into the go into uh, Erebor which also, also is a fucking really cool locale that you don't see in the Lord of the Rings but when you see it in the Hobbit it's this like frozen sort of cold lake town that it hasn't been depicted before um, and I think it's a really cool universe I think it's I think it's better than than Harry Potter and that's why Harry Potter didn't make my list and because those Fantastic Beasts films suck ass. <laughs> Some would say the Hobbit films suck ass as well. The Hobbit films are better than the Fantastic Beasts films. I haven't watched the Hobbit films since I saw them in cinemas. I have not watched the normal versions of it since I saw it in cinemas. I watched the extended ones. This does that little bit more. But yeah, no, so they, they, they 110%. Were I going one and two, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings would have been my two. Top two. Top two. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's because both of those universes have such... Know, complex worlds to them and you know, they're totally different elements one's a sci-fi and one's a fantasy but those are the two nerd pillars basically of which nerddom is built sci-fi and fantasy but it, it actually depends on your definition here because some people would very much argue that star wars isn't sci-fi they would argue that it is fantasy <laughs> Because it's like because it's, it's not sci-fi. really based in science. That's what the fiction word is there for, Tom. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but, there's, but there's no scientific basis to it at all. Pretty you, you much. You got spaceships. Whereas a lot of other <laughs> a lot of other sci-fi stuff actually does tend to have science like scientific basing to it, like Star Trek. I mean, I, I, I see that. I guess I see, that makes I sense. See that logic, but also sci-fi. You know, we didn't invent. We I didn't invent this terminology, right? I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> But it, it is a very good point that it is the two pillars of nerddom. It's fantasy and sci-fi. Um, there's fucking companies that have made board games on those two pillars alone, and they've made you know millions and squillions of dollars. Yeah, I, I do also think it's very interesting as well that one came originally from a book, and the other one has, was originally a movie and then spawned a whole heap of books. Like two yeah. extremely well thought out, very big worlds, both from very different sort of scenarios or starting points. Mm. Uh, before we get on to uh, the last pick, does anyone want to rattle off their honourable mentions to give a, to, to act as a bit of a tease of what their number one might be? I don't want to risk saying anybody's number one. <laughs> I mean, okay then. <laughs> Let's go on to number ones. Ian! <laughs> uh, I have some honourable mentions that I think I should be fine to say. Yes. Uh, Harry Potter was mentioned. I think that the Harry Potter world in general is probably one of the best modern universes that we've gotten. Hmm. That it's it's quite deep. When I say modern, I mean ones that aren't, I don't know. Lord of the Rings is quite old. You know, Lord of the Rings books and everything has been around for quite a long time and everything like that. Yeah. The Harry Potter is the next generation sort of form of that in many regards as well. Mm. I think there's a lot of kids who probably feel how our generation, which is probably the end of it, felt about Lord of the Rings. Uh, I think it's quite good in that like, it also makes sense, that world, and they've continually built upon it. Sometimes it's done some really stupid things because that's happens when you have all the creative freedoms given to you that's yeah it's a rant for another time yeah so many uh, the other ones i have so many freedoms um matrix i think the matrix is a really cool world 
uh, it's something that we haven't really seen before and it is actually sci-fi because there's science in that fiction. Uh, there's <laughs> obviously Lord of the Rings and MCU we've also already mentioned um, and I think for good reason. Mm. Tom, you sure Indeed. you don't want to rattle off any honourable mentions because we're about to go into double ones, baby. I've got one honourable well, mention. Well, I, I would just be concerned that, that I'm going to say some of the ones, um, but... I guess from the honorable mentions that I had here and as I was already saying, so my number one probably actually would have been Star Wars, which I had written here, then Lord of the Rings. Uh, I did have Harry Potter. Uh, I did also have The Matrix that has already been said as well as that. So out of the two that I have left here, I'm going to have to save one as my number one. So I'm going to say Jurassic Park. Son of a bitch! That is a pretty cool world, though. Yeah, it is. it is a very cool world, even though they continue to taint it and seem like they're going to continue to try and taint it. Do, leave it alone. Yeah. Are, are they? Dead. There are tainted aspects of it, but there are also some really cool aspects from sequel films that have come from the original. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Mind you, that can be said about anything. Some really interesting ideas. Might not be any. I don't think they're ever going to make a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World or whatever film that's ever going to be as good as the original because that was the first one to do that. Mm. So basically, it's an uphill battle that they're never going to win. But I do think if we take away the quality of the movies, the universe itself is still there and it's quite interesting in general. Yeah, I'm sort of excited to see what happens next because with all the sort of Jurassic Park films it's always you know they're on an island they're on an island oh guess what they're on an island where the end of the the second one the lost world is like they bring dinosaurs to what's it like San Francisco or something like that and a T-Rex starts fucking running down San Francisco and I'm sitting there going that's what I want to see I want to see a fucking dinosaur in fucking I want to see dinosaurs take over New York I want to see Planet of the Apes with dinosaurs like, that would be fucking cool. Uh, it, fucking raptors with laser beams on their head because the government tried to capture them and make them fucking whatever... I forgot the actor's name. Vincent D'Onofrio wanted to do to them. And then they've, they're they stuck with weapons on their heads and shit like that. It does seem cool. like that's the direction they're going down. Mm. It does. After the last film. And I rewatched the... What's the... Fallen Kingdoms, the, the most recent one that came out? And the, the end of that with the raptor going into, like, suburbia, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then it just cuts. I'm like, oh. Even that, I think that, it's- that, Yeah, that should have been the halfway mark, I think, of the film. Mm. Ending the film on that was a bit like, um, Rather than Buffalo Bill just trying to be a character. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Buffalo Handless Bill. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy right in the ass. Let me just put my hand down your mouth. Yeah, let me just put my hand inside this clearly awake dinosaur. (laughs) So fucking stupid. Uh, Tom, was that your honourable mention or was that your number one? That was my honourable mention. Ah, well, what is your number? Uh, I I only have... I think Ian's only done honourable mentions as well. The only honourable mention I have is a a horror film that Ian wasn't a fan of, but I think it's a fantastic sort of thing. Uh, and it's Cabin in the Woods. Um, it's sort of a... Tom's looking at me like, the fuck? <laughs> number what? Oh, honourable mention. Uh, honourable no, mention, no, yeah. It's it's the idea that every horror film you have seen, if you want to be a fucking nerd, can potentially loop back into this sort of universe where, you know, people go to a, a fucking cabin or a house or whatever, they play with an item, whatever item they play with... 
you know, makes certain creatures come out of the ground, but it's all controlled by government technicians under the ground in the lab who are sort of appeasing gods. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix. It's a fucking fantastic film. It came out, it was directed and made in 2009 and released in 2012. Uh, and it has Chris Hemsworth before he was Thor. Um, it's it's this really cool sort of comedic satire sort of horror film that is just fucking hilarious where you see these sort of you know people getting killed and you know all this sort of stuff like that but then these government technicians are deliberately like pumping uh you know fumes into the cabin or into this area around the cabin was like cool now she's you know being you know now she's inhaling these fumes that's gonna make her hot so like make her like temperature rise up and then we've also put uh you know hair dye into her brain that's that's, that's made her fucking dumb so now like she's dumb and now Oh, and now we've put pheromones into the air, so they got to have sex. So it's like it's doing all of the tropes from traditional horror films, and you just see all these government officials like, "Show me the boobies, show me the boobies," <laughs> and they're like voting on who gets killed by what monster and stuff. It's just this fun. I do love the voting. The, the vo- voting is so good. But like, yeah. <laughs> they've got like bets on things. It's yeah, so it's like, oh, I win. No, you didn't win. You voted on zombies. These are redneck killer zombies. No, no, these are different. <laughs> And if you look at the if you look at the whiteboard, there's like so many different fucking things. And then, without spoiling anything, every, basically every monster you see on the whiteboard is in the film killing someone at some point. Someone fucking dies from a unicorn, and it is fantastic. Uh, but it's Isn't it's a, a mermaid as well. A merman, yeah. Merman. And yeah. one of one of the guys, <laughs> the bad guy from uh, from. Was it Happy? No, not Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison. He's like, I want the merman. I just want to see the merman. And you see it in the film and it's so fucking cool. It starts off a little rocky, but I think it really gets into a swing by halfway through. Yeah. And it doesn't It doesn't have one of those... Well, look, I'm explaining this more than I'm going to explain Star Wars because Star Wars is just Star Wars. But it doesn't have one of those traditional opening to films where it's like, um, oh, they go to the cabin and then things start to fuck up from there. Like when the film starts... You're following the government officials, and it's it's you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then it sort of starts to explain and keep going as it goes through. And it's got an awesome cast, and it's got a it's it's full of fucking comedy. It's like a it's like a Tucker and Dale versus evil levels of comedy. It's fantastic. Very clever. Mm. Mm. But now it's time for number ones. We already know what mine is, so we're skipping me. Ian, what do you got for your number one, bitch? Do we know what your number one is. Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars. Um, my number one is probably. Also, not a surprise to anyone. I don't think it is the most creative or the most in-depth, but the reason I've chosen it is because it's a universe that has had longevity, mm. um, and it's also one that has been able to transform itself to the times throughout that longevity. And I think that's an interesting part of its universe uh-huh. is how much Indiana it's Jones. changed. Indiana oh. Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> specifically is... Uh, that scene with the fr- refrigerator and the atomic bomb. The ants really symbolise hatred, um, and it can consume you. From what but we learned, my learnt number from- one pick, <laughs> my number one pick, is James Bond. Obviously, the James Bond franchise. I don't like. I said I don't think it is that creative. We know it's not that creative. It's a espionage action film. At the time, that wasn't really a thing. You've got to remember these were written in the fifties mm. during actual spy time, and now we've had action spy movies. It's, kind of got used to it we think it's always been there but spy movies were more a drama thing and james bond turned it into an action thing and even at the time people went "Uh, it's not it's not really anything special but the way that within its movie universe it's changed 
meet the times or what people want in their films is, I think, really interesting to see a universe do that. At Campy, we've had um, Campy, we had Campy, we and had then we a- got the opposite of Campy, which is Daniel Craig. <laughs> But I, I, I 100% agree because you watch Dr. No and it's, it's, it is it's it is a spy film, but it's also more of a detective film. Like, But he doesn't have any gadgets. He uses a strand of fucking hair to see if someone's yeah. opened doors. And then as the films progress, he gets, like the first gadget he gets is the Atashi briefcase. And then going on from there in subsequent films, he'll get his car, then he'll get his, you know, his laser watch and, and the sonic ring that destroys glass and all that sort of crap like that. Like, it's it's a progressive thing. It's not like a, a 1 to 10 sort of thing. You do get a fuckload of camp in the Roger Moore ones, though. Like the yeah. razor-bladed yo-yo and the, the, the Zeppelin that comes out of a fucking box and the guy turning into a balloon the and box. exploding against the roof. You get a lot of camp in these films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just think it's really interesting to see a cinematic universe that is so adaptable to the mm. times. It sees what is happening and what is working and it goes, all right, we need to reinvent ourselves. How can we do that? The whole reason that the Daniel Craig movies were, went so dark and gritty and realistic is because the Jason Bourne movie came out and everyone went, this is amazing. This is so different to the campy Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movies we were getting. And then, you know, the producers... Uh, Barbara Broccoli saw it and they completely changed the direction that James Bond went in. And it's happened so many times throughout its lifespan. It's it's something that not many other um, universes, cinematic universes, have really had the opportunity to do as well because of that longevity. Mm. Do, you, do you think as well, because like Jason Bourne has now affected Bond and made him more of a realistic, grounded sort of styled character. Do you think with this one, this next Bond coming out, most likely being the last uh, film in this current Bond's run when they sort of choose a new Bond and redo it. Do you think, say, John Wick will play a part in this next iteration of, or it, the next iteration of Bond? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I think if it was happening right now, if it was being rebooted right now, I think we'd be more likely to see those elements come through. I think it. It's still very possible. Because who knows when the next Bond movie will come out with the next Bond. Yeah. But I think MCU will probably play into that as well because everyone's trying to take what works from MCU to reinvent themselves at the moment. So I I do think we're not going to have as dark a Bond franchise. I think they still need to slowly progress from Daniel Craig a little bit. So we'll probably will still see some darkness in it. Uh, But I I do think we're probably going to get something that's a bit more slick action-y again. Hmm. Very good, very good, Mr. Stroking Johnson. Uh, but Mr. Stroking His Beard, Tom, what's your number one? Uh, yeah, so my original one that I was going to say here has already been said, so it was Blade Runner. Um, so what I have done here is out of the ones that I did rattle off during those honourable mentions, I have left one behind to say here, and that would be the world of Alien. Ooh. Um, obviously, another another series that there have been some uh, missteps in uh, in modern times, unfortunately. Uh, one of which shall every series want to misstep. Everybody want to misstep. No, no, no. Obviously, uh, the 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 latest instalment being um, 
Um, um, um, um, um, the first um, movie um, I saw in IMAX. Um, 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 um. Uh, but but the first couple were good. <laughs> the first two were two. The first two are good. Everything after that is pretty bad. Yeah, but I do think it, it it did form an interesting world, and obviously, like it has some ties into other films, and we had it obviously tying into Predator as well. Not necessarily good films, but it happened. Um, we had already talked about <laughs> it, like tying into Blade Runner, um, and there's just sort of just I I think it's a really interesting world when you have people on the internet combing over every detail to see whether they can connect it to something else. Yeah. Um, it yeah. really does show a lot of interest in that world and sort of what they've built there. Um, obviously, completely sci-fi film that I just enjoy the sci-fi genre in general. Um, is it sci-fi or fantasy? Is there is any sci-fi. science involved? <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, 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 I was just putting that out there. You know what? Take it to the masses. Oh, that's it. Huh? Shooting the messenger now, Tom. I don't know what you just put on your finger and put yeah, in your what mouth, did you? It yeah, that looked great. disgusting. Gold. What? What? I have a cupcake. Oh. It's got gold flakes on it. Where the fuck oh, did you okay. get a cupcake from? That just appeared out of nowhere in the camera. Oh, didn't you see the, the coffee and the cupcake came in? Motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to go get some donuts after we record. <laughs> My slaves. <laughs> it's the jackhammer apologizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry for ruining your podcast. Yeah, that's, that's where I will leave as a uh, number one. Then. I, think, I think it's a great pick. You know how much I love it. I'm surprised it wasn't your so, number one, to be perfectly honest with you. I know. I thought about it, um, and there were just so many it, other good options as well. I, I, I'm going to pull a pull a book out of last week. I have it on my other list. <laughs> I sort of have it on my other list. We'll get into that. Mm. <laughs> what? But Alien itself is so well done because even behind the scenes when they're making um, the ship from the first Alien movies, they go into so much depth in that world building like you're talking about, Tom, that the signs actually point to directions where different rooms are so that you can make sense of it and you don't get lost in the ship. So much deep detail that they went into building that universe. Mm. I think that's why the nerds pick it apart because they just love it. We were also supposed to get the the Neil Blomkamp uh, Aliens sequel film that disregarded three and four and it was going to continue on from aliens i'm like fuck let's do that i really want to see that and then i can't do it but dave from super brother super movie brothers does the best fucking impersonation of ridley scott of of ridley scott and neil Blomkamp's meeting he's done it multiple times on the show it's fucking (laughs) fantastic yeah he goes listen you fucking cunt i'm gonna fucking take it i can't do it but he's fucking awesome at doing it dave but i i really wanted to see what neil Blomkamp was gonna do we got all of these like designs and all that sort of stuff of what was going to happen and then Ridley just he just fucked it I actually I still don't mind Prometheus I know how much people like to tear into Prometheus I think Prometheus isn't that bad just run sideways bitch would have survived if she ran sideways I'm gonna say when somebody takes a piss in your toilet and doesn't flush it looks bad but then if they revisit it a couple of years later and take a humongous <laughs> without fishing, turd, without flushing. <laughs> the, the, the piss all of a sudden doesn't seem so bad. It doesn't seem that bad. It's not that bad compared that to that piece of shit that was. That analogy is the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Uh, Fantastic analogizing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's time to move on to the bad movie worlds and movie universes. Uh, How fast we need to fly through these, duty. 
Um, uh, yeah, we're right. We're right for time. Um, but we can go through them a little quicker than the previous ones. Uh, let's go with Tom first. Tom, what's the one of the bad movie universes you have on your list? Uh, I actually found it really hard to pinpoint the ones that I would define as bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I just took a selection. These are probably not the worst. If I sat down and thought on it a bit harder, maybe I could even find worse ones. Um, but so I'll go with these and I'll go with a relatively recent one, the uh, Bloodshot movie world. Um, and mainly, it's not that it was necessarily anything specifically hugely wrong with it. It was just, it just felt recycled. It didn't feel original. It wasn't interesting to me. Like the exosuits and stuff that characters had or the abilities that they had felt like I had seen it in a million other films. Um, I, I know that um, Oz loves the comic book and I'm sure the comic book is more engaging and the comic book might be more interesting. But for me, the movie was just overplayed and overdone. The, nothing about the world wanted me to know more about it. It seemed very um, surface level. Yeah, very surface level. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And, I didn't see it. Yeah, I think that's just, 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 just to go with a more modern one. Um, and that, that that's probably where... Um, my next one as well sort of focuses on just a not feeling overly unique or interesting or making me want to know more. Mm. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Stroking Johnson with his golden cupcake. What are you, maybe that's a nickname for you. Golden cupcake. What's your, what's, what's one of your bad ones? Please. No, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three pick is one that there's only been one movie of it, but we're getting more avatar. That universe is so cookie cutter it's just like eh. yeah when i was doing research for this so many had avatar as like their number one or their top listing and i'm just like but no it's really not <laughs> you guys it's keep picking movies i haven't seen <laughs> well fucking watch movies Cam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie podcast <laughs> i think yeah. the, the problem i have with the avatar universe is that it just seems like it's been done it's not really that new or inventive the, the most inventive thing about it is the whole avatar idea that you can go and be in an alien and walk around and be that alien. The world itself where you have an alien planet and you've got Earth wanting to sort of invade and get minerals, the characters, it's just all very cookie cutter. There's nothing I don't think that I felt like there was depth to. Everything was just surface level idea like you said tom with bloodshot where it's just we've got an idea earth are invading an alien planet for their minerals it's like the other way around to other movies Mm. (laughs) but there's no depth there there's no like what are we using that mineral for why do we need that mineral like how is this technology being created why is it you know this technology is what it is there's no depth below that story maybe we'll Mm. get it in the sequels but that first movie, it doesn't. There's not enough there to make it justify getting the three, four, whatever movies it's getting. And the first movie came out ten years ago, and you like we've been told for the past ten years we're getting a sequel. You're getting a sequel, and it still hasn't come out. I don't think the sequels are ever going to happen. I couldn't I care less about mm-hmm. those sequels. <laughs> Me either. Hmm. Like, it's really. It wasn't that good a film. Yeah, everything had been done before, really. Hmm. 
All right, well, I'm going for one that, again, quite like Alien, started off really well. Uh, it was uh, even had some involvement by someone from the Alien series, and um, or who worked in the Alien series, and now it's a giant pile of shit, um, similar to Tom's analogy of piss and shit in a bowl. Uh, it's going to be the Terminator universe. <laughs> Uh, and started off yeah. started off really good. Started off really, really good. Second film, fantastic, great film. Third film, fucking better than the first. <laughs> third film, third film better than no, the first. Second. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> second, second. <laughs> the the third film came out and that wasn't that great. But like I was like, okay, well you got some things wrong. Like the 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 actual timelines in that film was fucked. And then the Genesis came out, and then there was Salvation, and then there was Terminator Dark Fate. Which was Salvation was, and Genesis. Oh, yeah, whatever. And honestly, it's <laughs> fucking awful, awful film. And when like, I, I listened, you know, our mates, the epic film guys, Justin loved Terminator Dark Fate. He's like, oh, it's a great, fantastic film. Terminator's back, babe. I'm like, it's not back. It's been dead since, like, 1993 when Terminator 2 came out. It's dead. Leave it alone. <laughs> Terminator is gone. It's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> If you want to do another Terminator film, do it in fucking London or something. Not everything has to be stated in fucking California or on the somewhere on the, you know, west coast of the US. Do it in a completely different country with a completely different cast focusing on someone else who isn't related to John Connor in some way. And they just kept fucking up the timelines. They kept finding reasons to bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back. And yes, he is the Terminator, but no... He cannot do it anymore. He's too old. He's too old to begin the training to go back into being the Terminator. The over the use of... Uh, it's just, yeah, it's an awful universe now. It was so good. It's like Aliens. It was good. It had promise. And then it just, it shat the bed. It shat the bed real hard. <laughs> and what was worse is it got up in the middle of the night to change the sheets. And then it shat the bed again. And then when it got up a second time to change the sheets, they put the old shitty sheets on top of that bed and shat on it again. And then they just went, look, mom, I can't do this anymore. And then <laughs> that's been me the past week. Tom had a good analogy. <laughs> I don't know where yours went. <laughs> <laughs> he shut the bed. Yeah, he shut the bed. Yeah. It's- uh, well, with, it, it, it's it's interesting sort of the, the way that you've gone through that because I was thinking Terminator myself. Um, so I guess that I've sort of looked at it from a different angle because with Terminator, for me, the movie world, the execution of the movies within said world is bad, which is what. I, the way that I sort of see it and the way that I've also seen like the Alien yeah. franchise. Is that the world behind it? Good. The way that they've used it? Bad. Um, I, I, except, I, of course, the, the, the newest one where they've decided to make the Terminators that aren't Terminators. Uh, that's dumb. Yeah, bad yeah. movie. Bad movie world. That's also why it's my number three. I have some others. But, uh, Tom, <laughs> it's time for your next one. Oh, is it? We've swapped order now, have we? You started first last time. Yeah, Ian started. We swapped it when we went to bad. Oh, did one. we? Did we? I need to keep licking my cupcake. Mm. Come on, Tom. <laughs> he needs to eat his cupcake. Wait, hang on. What, what was your first bad one? What was your bad one? <laughs> Avatar. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Um, I've completely lost it. Well, right we're waiting. So my next one, and stop your drinking and eating on the microphone, <laughs> is we talked about it a little bit last week, um, Bright. <laughs> and for the uh, and for the same reason, I think you mean dull. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that mainly the reason why we have this in here, or why I have this in the here, is a similar reason to. I mean, it's different, but not different in a good way. 
they've taken sort of the fantasy genre. They've taken orcs and elves and all that sort of thing and just made it sort of boring. It was interesting originally, their concept of it, sort of like modern day and having normal cops and then all this sort of thing. Um, but it just doesn't really... The execution was poor, which then I think led to it just not feeling as different as it should have it's hard right because like at what point do you say like there's there's an idea behind the world that's good but the execution of the world isn't it's the world that you see on screen is the world you have to go with and even though there might have been originally a good idea there what we saw wasn't good so it's a bad one <laughs> gangster orcs and uh gangster orcs who you seen it? who no <laughs> Who surprise? <laughs> who who like sat at a boardroom for Netflix or wherever? Just went gangster orcs. Will Smith in it. Grew up on the bad side of Orc Town, and then he had to move in with his uncle in uh, Bell uh, Lord of the Rings. In West Hobbiton, I was born and raised on the playground. <laughs> is where I spent most of my days. Relaxing, smoking little pots and little feet. <laughs> Uh, Ian, what about you? Have you got any Orcs Cops? I don't have Orcs Cops, but I do have my number two worst universe, and that is the Twilight universe. Vampires were cool, baby. We sparkle, I fight them. Yeah. No. Stop sparkling your fingers. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Terrible. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible execution. It's a terrible book. It's a terrible movie. Not a redeemable element here i think i think the only good the, this is the only redeemable element for the twilight movie and is me and you saw it together on double dates and we bought kfc into the cinema beforehand and we were eating popcorn chicken and just saying aloud to a room of teenagers how much this movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> the redeemable feature is you two were assholes the viewing experience <laughs> yes. was top notch the viewing experience <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. Like, I don't know. It's it's not particularly creative either. It just picks, cherry picks the elements of vampire mythology that we already had suit the story that it wants to tell. Mm. And it it doesn't do it in a good way. It you have to you have to look at the universe as a whole, and there's not really much depth there either. We know from watching the movies that I have unfortunately watched all of them. That there is some sort of a leadership group. I don't know what you want to call them. Let's call them the justice vampires. And they, like, tell everyone what to do. And, and that's about all I remember. And have Who's weird lives. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the, and that. And the werewolves just turned into dogs. Not werewolves. Yeah. Not werewolves. Dogs. dogs. They were wolves. They they Don't were they were big wear. huskies. They were lit- they're literally the direwolves in Game of Thrones. That's what they turned into. Yeah, but you just said they turned into dogs, and then you just said they were the direwolves. Now I'm confused, dude. That's not a, mixed messages here. It's not a werewolf. It's 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 a dog. It's a wolf. It's not a human wolf. Yeah. Where's the wear, <laughs> Tom? Where's the wear? Ian, say wolf again. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's wolf. not a human wolf. <laughs> not a human wolf. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a human bark kind of person more than a human wolf. Uh, yeah, I agree. The Twilight is is wasn't even on my list. Didn't even Very think well. of it. But yeah, it's an awful universe. That's a good pick. 
Mm. Mm. Uh, it is my turn. And it's not I'm, my number one, though. Oh, yeah, I've got my, my number one makes me very angry. But my number two is the ever rage infuriating uh, reminder that these movies exist is the Transformers live action universe. It is fucking awful. Flat, fucking atrocious. Yes, yeah. the CGI is good, and yes, there's an abundant of action and explosions and all that sort of stuff, and and they they're great, but the characters are awful. The storyline is awful. The transform one movie, the transformations turn into bit pixels, and then they transform into what they want to turn into. They don't actually transform; they bit pixel themselves. It's <laughs> it's flat, fucking awful. And they establish in the film that Optimus is like in one film, Optimus is never on Earth, and then another film starts with he it was always on Earth, and then they go, oh, Bumblebee was a James Bond car in a prequel comic book, but he was also a car in World War Two that shot Nazis, but he was also this. I'm like. Jesus Christ, at the, at the end of one film, start, it starts with, or ends with, Bumblebee getting his voice back, and then for the other five fucking films, he doesn't have a voice. Oh, what happened there? He, oh, we just liked it when he talked with his radio. No, give it... Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a universe as well that doesn't develop its villains. So you always know, yeah, that's Bumblebee, uh, that's Optimus, uh, that's Ironhide. But the thing with the MCU, especially when you look at... Even not necessarily the MCU, but when you look at other sort of pop culture films, you know who, A, at least the main bad guy is, but you know who their offspring sort of villains are. Like, yeah, there's Megatron, there's Starscream. Name me another Decepticon that isn't Starscream or fucking Megatron in those films. Barricade. Yeah, it's because you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, see, boy. Soundwave? Soundwave is in it. And Soundwave turns into a fucking <laughs> Mercedes. It's just the the film is is made with uh, product placement. It is a product placement film. It's they're, they're very bad films, but the universe just doesn't know what it wants to be. And I'm sort of happy that when was it last year the Bumblebee film came out and it did so well. Michael Bay was like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to start doing Transformer films again because Bumblebee's doing really well. And I think Paramount turned around and went, no, this is going to be our reboot. We're rebooting the uh, the universe. And Travis Knight, the guy who directed Bumblebee, is doing the next film. Um, and I, I'm kind of happy that Michael Bay, yes, he created live-action Transformers. And that is a really cool thing to watch, even when you're watching it now. But the actual universe itself ended with Earth actually being Unicron. And it was so fucking stupid. I'm like, nah, I'm done. Uh, I'm watching this yeah. for the action alone. And even it's... I'm not even reviewing the film, but it's an awful universe. It's bad. There are I just t- think they should have a, a Transformer that turns into a horse and call it Cloptimus Prime. <laughs> My God, Tom. Why are you not making these movies? Cloptimus Prime. Well, they have the, the one that turns into a gorilla and he's called Optimus Primal. Mm. Mm. Oh, God. I feel like mine's better. Oh, yeah, yours is a lot better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, going on to uh, our last one, guys. Uh, Tom, last one. We do honourable mentions first. Oh, yeah, do your honourable mentions, yeah. I haven't got any honourable mentions for this. I struggled to put them together. Don't worry, Ian's got your back like a butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, hopefully, answered on on duties list. Mm. Oh, oh, but not mine. Give <laughs> 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 me <for> your list. <laughs> Um, all right, honorable mentions: the Alien vs Predator bullshit fucking franchises that kill both fucking universes. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Saw, the Saw universe, which had a fantastic first movie, and then they decided to make a universe out of it. I don't know what the fuck happened. 
I'm always supposed to get that new one from Chris Rock as well. I think it's directed by Chris Rock. The uh, what's Ugh, it called? Yeah, looks terrible. Yeah, it, it was supposed to come out this year. I can't remember what it's called. Spiral. Spiral. Something about spiral. That makes no sense. Mm. The universe is stupid. <laughs> All right, now we can go into our number one picks. Unless you got honorable mentions, Judy. Uh, no. Oh yeah, Predator because the last Predator film, the Predator wanted to catch autism. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> he did. I'm still Go waiting for another good Predator model. movie. Hasn't been one since the first one. All the other Predator movies have been bad. Mm. All of them. Yeah, pretty much. I'm I didn't even watch the one before last, I think. Predators. Yeah, Predators, Predators, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to write my own. I'm going to write my own. Predator fanfic. Yeah. The Predator reveals his giant wang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your your mandibles are so soft. Oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Shh. Click slower. So <laughs> tries to take his mask off. Someone needs to edit from the Predator movie where uh, Predator takes off his mask and his mouth opens and does this, and then it cuts over to Ron from Harry Potter, and he's like, pincers. Tries to take his mask off. No, no. Leave it on. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the point in the show where we announce that we are now doing an erotic radio show focused yeah. solely in the world of Predator. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm down for that for an episode. <laughs> Roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, what's your number one worst movie universe? Uh, this is a movie universe or a, a movie world or whatever you want to call it um, that has gone on for far too long. There are so many movies. Oh, I know what it I've is. I've only seen the first I've only seen the first one. Never wanted to watch it. Wait. Fuzzy made me. It is a movie world in which uh, sharks, yes. sharks can come from the sky. And any movie world <laughs> that includes Tara Reed is awful. It's not a good one. <laughs> American Pie. Although technically she's in The Boys. Oh uh, yeah. When was she in The Boys? It was at Comic-Con. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Sharknado. Tornado oh, yeah. that picks Terrible. up sharks and flings them around yep. the city. Uh, it doesn't make it, sense. It, it's just bad. The first one's bad. I can't imagine the next seven are any good. Um, <laughs> I believe there's seven other ones, isn't there? Maybe, maybe, after, take your word for it. maybe after we do that Fast and the uh, Furious challenge, we can do a Sharknado one. Please, no. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, I was looking at related titles on the IMDb page, mm. and there are there are there are so many other ones. So the Shark Attack, Ice Sharks, Who wants uh, ice, to watch sh- ice Sharks, Avalanche Sharks is cool. Shark Octopus <laughs> versus Werewolf, a uh, Werewolf. <gasps> I would have watched that. This well, Shark good, actually. Shark Octopus <laughs> versus Werewolf. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I have to leave this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm going to lie, I'm, I'm now a little distracted. <laughs> well, here we go, Ian. Your, right. your worst movie world universe. My number one worst one is one that had a single movie, but it did plan on having an entire universe. Oh, I know was. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the dark universe. We got a mummy reboot. We got a photo shoot with, like, Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem and... Angelina Jolie? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. And you can tell Johnny Depp's been clearly photoshopped into the photo as well. All for, apparently none of them were in the room together. Jesus. And, yeah. 
It's pretty funny. I like the idea of that. The concept is good. The execution is very, very poor. Yeah, it has a good idea, but at the same time, how how do you make all villains come together? There was a there was an idea of getting remarkable creatures from monster movies and putting them together and making a team. What do they save the world from if they make a team? Exactly. I think that's why they tried to turn them into good guys. But I didn't think they were all villains. I thought it was a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sort of scenario that they were going for. Well, they're all supposed to be villains, but then, yeah, they turned them into, like, good guys. Like, there was... The mummy has always been a villain, but they tried to turn the mummy into a good guy by giving Tom Cruise mummy powers. What? The end of it. Yeah. And then there's, like... I think there was supposed to be Dracula or Invisible Man or... Stuff like that. I don't know. It's supposed to be the creature People from the Black Lagoon. Hey man, Dracula on yes. Untold was decent. Had they kept that, they could have continued. I like that 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 movie. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Ian's dog is barking. Nope, that's 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 not nope, Ian's dog. That's Reggie. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the incognito dog. But my dog did open my door. Yeah. Open my door, came in, and then left again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What a bitch. I think that that. That movie world was on my list um, at some point, but I forgot about it. I had taken it mentally and then completely forgot about it. <laughs> like everyone did. That happened. It even had like a full CG opening thing for Dark Universe. What is your number one, Duty Dutrum? Uh, my number one probably comes as a surprise to some, but probably a surprise to no one as well. Uh, it is a film universe that started out really good and then just forgot what filmmaking was and also just forgot what's already been established. And that is the dumpster fire that ended up being the X-Men universe from Fox. Started out pretty good. What X-Men 1 and 2, fantastic. You've established characters' powers and abilities and stuff like that. And then we got X-Men 3, which was not good. And then we got the Wolverine Origins film, which completely changed Wolverine uh, as a character into his already pre- already as a pre-established character. We then got the The Wolverine, which was the sequel to that, which was also the sequel to X-Men 3, which again changed pre-established world and rules and all that sort of stuff set up in the previous timeline of the X-Men universe. Then Days of Future Past, we got uh, First Class, which sort of gave us the, the hint of the well, the first the first sort of X-Men film in the 60s, I think it was. And then from there it was, we got Days of Future Past, which was set in the 70s, rebooted and refreshed everything. And at the end of that film, we see everyone's alive again, Jean Grey's back and Cyclops is alive and so on and so forth. And then they just, it, it kept falling further down with Age of Apocalypse, with... S- Oscar Isaac, Oscar, yeah, I think it's Oscar Isaac playing a, this character who's supposed to be the size of Thanos, and he's just this guy in a blue robe looking like Ivan fucking Ooze, who just awful, awful fucking movie. <laughs> looked terrible. It looked awful. It was the age of apocalypse. The age of apocalypse. But the way that they set the the way that they set all of this stuff up as well was apocalypse. <laughs> Was that <laughs> Logan is a fantastic film, but it's also more of a standalone. They they don't directly reference anything, but you just get sort of 
hints and references, if you will, like when he's looking at a at a billboard of the the Statue of Liberty, and you can sort of get that reference from the first X Men film. But the main thing that they I, I find that they tend to fuck up, and this was a thing that Tom pointed out to me years ago, was the first X Men film shows a, uh, a, a an X-ray of Wolverine and you see the adamantium claws that hold uh, straps that hold down his claws so he can shoot his claws out of his hands. Then in Wolverine Origins, they say he has bone claws and they put adamantium over his bone claws. And then in The Wolverine, which is a sequel and a continuation, that he has lots of flashbacks of him killing Jean Grey and all that sort of stuff where his adamantium claws get cut off and his bone claws pop through. So does he have adamantium straps and blades strapped down into him, or does he just have bone claws over his metal over his bone claws? Like I can't decide what powers it wants to give people. It's one of those universes that it honestly needed someone to sit down and go, "All right, what is the next film coming out? The fucking X Men, whatever. What are we doing next after that? What characters we're we introducing? Who are we killing? What are we changing?" And that's what I'm looking forward to with Marvel. Because I think when Marvel or the MCU do an X-Men film, they're not going to touch Wolverine to the second, maybe even third film. I don't think he'll be a, a, a key player. It'll be Cyclops, who will actually be a good fucking character and not James Marsden's whiny bitch of a character. Yeah, see, I don't know about that. I would be inclined to think that they probably will use Wolverine early-ish, mainly because let, let's out of the characters that they have... For the, the characters that they've used so far, mm. Spider-Man is probably the most popular. Spider-Man is the equivalent out of Batman. Of, out of the, the ones that were in there, was popular before the films. I would almost uh, fairly confidently say maybe the films have changed this a, a, a bit, but probably our age group, Wolverine would come second. Oh, yeah, but the, I think... Very money character, yeah. I think yeah, the, he's, I, he's very valuable. The only way you could do is if not having Wolverine in the first MCU X-Men film would be like how people went to go see Venom thinking that Tom Holland Spider-Man would be in it. You got to pre-establish other characters before you throw in Wolverine because as soon as Wolverine hits the screen, you're going to be judging who the actor is, what he looks like, the costume because they just wear black leather in these films or if they're going to wear something close to their outfits in the books as well as Cyclops needs to actually be a fucking awesome character, which he is, but he's not in any of the movies is he cool. It's an awful, awful movie universe. I've ranted about X-Men. <laughs> Bro, quite some time. Yes. Uh, but it has some, like, really good movies in there. Well, that's the hard part about it. Is some, when it does it right, it does it really right, but then when it does it wrong, it does it really wrong. Well, the thing about X-Men movies in general... Um, once again, I think the world the world is great. If we talk about movies, I would say that the um, the ones that were good slowly becoming bad. They're yeah. not aging very well. Not aging that great. I just rewatched X Men Two and it still holds up. But I will say, Magneto and Professor X, both actors on in both respective timelines and, and ages, are fantastic. I loved uh, Fassbender yeah. and uh, and Gandalf for Magneto. And I'm really curious to see who they pick for the MCU for Magneto. Yeah, I think Magneto's one of my favourite Bring characters. in Mads. I want Mads in everything. You can't have him because he's, <laughs> he's the bad guy on Doctor Strange. Oh, he is too. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Jeremy win. Irons. They wasted him. But Who wasted your Charizard? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons for Magneto. All right, so I've got mm. Ollie's picks oh, yep. for his uh, world slash universes. Uh, he also wanted to mention Star Wars, uh, X-Men and Harry Potter, but he also had one that we hadn't mentioned yet, and <laughs> it was a different avatar. It was The Last Airbender. 
which was a pretty cool world, but not a movie. So, Ollie, you lose. It is a movie. That move, no, that movie never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> well, that was the thing. He, he sent through four and he didn't actually say what was good and what was bad. So, yeah. My assumption is that he hated all of these franchises. Yep, we're Maybe. saying it now on the show. Yeah. Ollie hates everything. He hates Star Wars. Course, uh, <laughs> as we have mentioned, Ollie, and I don't know whether we mentioned people earlier, Ollie and Fuzzy, of course, are not here. All right. uh, good, good thing I pay attention. This, uh, this episode's getting a wee bit long, <laughs> wee bit long, fellas. I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, we do have one new review, but look, it's, it's going on for so long, I'm going to leave it till next week um, to have all the, hopefully, Fuzzy and, uh, and Ollie... Uh, back on board as well, so they can react to it because it's a, it's a, it's a review. Uh, we, have you, a, we have a review. Do you know who you are? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if you have enjoyed this episode of Shake and Not Nerd, you can leave a review on the podcasting platform you're listening to. Uh, of course, you can find us on Spotify and all the other podcasting apps. Uh, there may or may not be something special that Ian may or may not be doing. Um, you may or may not be able to see it, Tom's beard, Ian's. Um, barcode and the this black- doesn't work where fast <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like five times <laughs> yeah and the lack of hair on my head um anything you guys want to say before we wrap up oh my scar. uh so we will be dropping that erotic um predator radio show at the end of this week uh look out for it i mean i'm totally down to doing that what uh, are you doing that tom <laughs> all right well uh i've been promises I've been Duty signing off. I'll let you guys fight for the last word. I've been Ian. I've been Duty. I've been Tom. I've been Ian. Chicka chicka. Use complete. <laughs> 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 <laughs>